0: Hello all and welcome to episode 56 of The Green Arrow, an FPL podcast by Fantasy Football Hub as we dust off the international break cobwebs and dive headlong into game week 30. My name is Fergie and a big welcome back to my co-host Adam Hopcroft. Adam, firstly, did you have a nice international break?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been good actually. I've um, I've taken a little bit of a FPL break, football break and uh, yeah, I've been... I've I've enjoyed it. I feel refreshed and ready to go for the end of the season. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, same. I had a bit of a just just a bit of you know a bit of a break. I haven't really watched much of the internationals to be honest. Being being Welsh is not that much to look forward to. So uh, you know we just uh, yeah just you know enjoyed the break. I had a week off last week, and back and back now. But more importantly, what colour was your arrow, Adam, in game week twenty nine?
1: It was a very healthy green arrow. So. I had um, I bought in um, Trossard and Lingard for Oof. yeah so the, wow. t- two free transfers paid off handsomely um, yeah very very pleased didn't take any hits um, so yeah it was a, it, I it had nine players was it nine players playing um, overall so yeah fairly happy one of them was a, a Sioux foul zero pointer yeah. but I
0: feel for the it, people who captained the uh... Craswell, it was a few on there because he had a zero as well. I think he was
1: quite popular as captain. Amongst yeah, the few. I, I I I think so. But I, I think on the whole, I think I was I was always going to bring in Jesse Lingard. So I was pleased that came in, and I mean, he was, I wouldn't say he was slightly fortunate, but it was, was an absolute worldie for the the, the the first goal, and he got you know got the assist the, the assist pretty quickly after. But I think with Trossard, it was just the the, there was one fixture where there was a bit of a mismatch, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was just whether um, Brighton could take their chances. And um, Newcastle was so bad. They were so... They gave up. I've never... Uh, I think I think when it was 2-0, it, it, yeah. the game was out. It was just dead de- dead, and buried. Um, so, yeah. And I think um, I went tross because because midfield was the weak area of my team. So, yeah, all in all... Um, Fairly, fairly happy. I don't think really the game week could have gone um, any better. Um got Rank was you...
0: wasn't it? I think you went from yeah, like yeah, 280 got... to 140, so a hell of a game week. Well done.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I was... Um, the, the the two other players that I considered um, instead of Trossard was Bamiang and Bale. And I ruled out Bale purely because I didn't trust him. I, I, th- I think if... It, it it clearly fallen a little bit out of favor after the north london derby and yeah i think after playing 100 play after he played about 60 minutes didn't he on the thursday i thought he, he's potentially not going to start um or you will get limited minutes so i, I ruled out bail and then um with abamiang it was purely because he started on the thursday played yeah. 90 minutes i think if i'd have needed a striker I would have seriously considered lacazette for that reason but, but it made me think he's either going to play wide or he's not going to start. So it put me off for Bamiang as well. So by default, really, it was, it, Trossard was clearly the best option for, for me to bring in. I think you had him as well, didn't you? So. I did.
0: Yeah, you had the rubber of the green, which is you know, which is nice there because it's you, you yeah, have had much exactly. luck with that couple of months of you. So. Yeah, I mean, you, was, you,
1: bought, you, you bought double Brighton didn't you, as well? I did. So. I,
0: was, I was really, really happy. So I took a minus four um, and I took out Salah for Trossard um, I took out oh did I take out for Kane I took out one of my strikers Calvert-Lewin for Kane and I took out uh, Cancello for Dunk so I had 54 minus 4 which was enough for a big green only you know only 8 players playing by Martinez um, you know only 1 obviously Dallas had 2 uh, FPL Heaney in the chat said he capped in Dallas it was a, a brave call there uh, FPL Heaney uh, Dunk obviously had the 6 We even talked about captain in Dunk, didn't we? He was my he was my vice. Uh, Trossard fourteen, Rafinha eight, Kane captain for fourteen, Antonio seven. He should have had a lot more Antonio. I think actually, yeah, Um, he should have done. And Watkins too. So I think we kind of left the last podcast saying this was you know a bit of we were expecting a bit of damage limitation really, but actually we've both had a pretty you know a pretty decent week inadvertently. So it set us up really really nicely. Obviously you know going into into this game week, and um, and wildcarding into 31. So, yeah, all good stuff. Um, as we are live, everyone, uh, please feel free to join in the chat at any time. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the topics, or the relevant sections, and feel free to ask some questions. Welcome, all. Uh, we've got uh, FPL Geordie in the chat. We've got uh, Berris Carl Carlotti, uh, Bert uh, Van, Teb- sorry, Van Ped. I can't even say it, Bert. Uh, we've got First Last, n 24 uh, Ben McDonald. No violins, FPL Geordie. This week, you'll be pleased to know, uh, we've got Marcus, uh, Ben McDonald, um, and FPL Heaney. Welcome, all. Great to have you all live with us um, on the chat today. Uh, for any new watchers and listeners, if you haven't subscribed just yet, please press the subscribe button in the bottom right hand corner of the screen and set the alert so you don't miss our live streams every week right here on this channel. Um, also, please press the like button. If you enjoy our content, so this evening, and we're going to do a bit of a different um, pod to normal. We're going to do a bit more of a strategic podcast and talk about um, FOMO. You know, it's it's been a big topic uh, this week. You know, in the whole of the FPL community. So we're going to add our our views into it. I think it's something we're both quite passionate about. And I was as I was writing some notes here, I was furiously kind of tapping away at the keyboard about it. Also, I'm quite excited to have a chat. With Adam about that. For, for for those who don't know, actually, a few a few of the of the older guys on Twitter who follow me asked what FOMO was. If you don't know, it's a fear fear of missing out, um, and how it affects FPL decisions. We're also going to talk a bit of a running strategy, um, a few punts for game week thirty. Maybe we've already had a couple of uh, requests in the chat for you know who to t- who to take a punt on a game week thirty. Of which myself and Adam, you know, will both be probably looking to take a punt. I think in game week thirty. Uh, we will reveal uh, our um, our current game week 30 teams and um, plans uh, we'll look at the best captaincy options give the competition results uh, from gaming 29 and look to give away another prize this week before finally taking a look at the top of the green arrow podcast me league um Beres is asking what is fomo it is the fear of missing out mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously you know um, something fpl which is quite prevalent at the moment Uh no it's not it's not the swear word oh fpl Heaney. Very clever. He says, is it FOMO or is it Foam-E-O? I like that, FPL Heaney. Very, very good. Um, so let's get um, into it. We've had a few questions um, off Twitter, you know, which may help kind of kick off the conversation. So uh, FPL Fozzy, uh, do we plan too much for the doubles in fear of missing out when single game week players can score as well or better? Really good question, FPL Fozzy. Uh, FPL Theory, Steve, uh, do you think we get FOMO in particular with FPL chips, um example, being holding onto wild cards and bench boost too long. He says he's guilty himself. Uh, FPL Roberto um possibly fits in with the formal topic, but, but do you think the community prioritises double game weeks too much? I feel like it's easy to miss out on points in the weeks before or after. I've got f I've got a few few stats on that. Nothing, you know, nothing kind of uh, black box esque marks and league of his own there in terms of stats, but we, you know, we certainly got our own our own views and stats. Um I feel like it's easy to miss out on points in the weeks before and after. Uh less fate it, double game weeks are often a letdown anyway. And FPL Sinclair, if rank history was hidden um or even not recorded beyond one season, would it make you play the game differently? Some really, really great questions there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that, guys. Um, Adam, do you want to just kind of kick us off really, I suppose, with your yeah, with your thoughts on FOMO. Gym. Exactly. I've got I've got a listen to Yeah,
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> i think there's a, there's quite a few things to, to to go here and i've i've had um probably about a month to to reflect on this because I've, i haven't been that active on twitter i've been checking it maybe every couple of every you know two or three days but literally just you know a five minute scan no more than that and i feel because of that it, it's helped me clarify my thoughts i haven't had everybody else's thoughts going around my head etc um one thing that I genuinely feel impacts me it's very easy to say play your own game it's very easy to say that but in terms of the human nature element I think one of the things that really impacts me is seeing other people's teams and having them thrown in my face and I think I'm going to give an example here. it's a terrible example but we're going to to, we'll go with it so it's like imagine you're a farmer and you've got like you know an acre you know a nice farmhouse etc and you you're living you know you're living in the countryside you're really happy with with life and then someone moves in next door and they've got a slightly better tractor they've got better animals they've got all all of this and that is going to naturally impact your happiness isn't it As obviously the, the grass is always greener as greener as they say and i think that's going to make you think well actually i'm going to you know use the credit card or take a bank loan to go and buy a better tractor which is the equivalent of taking hits really isn't it and i think for me the the and one of the um interesting things is the sky game i think because the 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 good thing with sky that i think helps um it helps me actually with with making decisions i'm not saying i'm doing any better in sky but i think one of the um the 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 big things is you um, on the whole you can't see other people's teams that's right Ownership stats, whilst they're there, they're not thrown in your face, are they?
0: You you've got to go and look from Avenue if you want to see them.
1: Yeah, eg- 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 exactly. And I, I don't think I can hand on heart say that this season, anyway. I haven't made it. I haven't even looked at ownership for Sky. I might have the odd, the, I've had the, might yeah. have had the odd glance actually. You know, with Dan posts some great stats, doesn't he? I might have seen the odd tweet, but I think um, so. I don't ever play Sky with FOMO. It's it's really interesting and. Um, I think, I think for me, FPL. I do play with FOMO, and uh, it's it's something I want. It, it's something I didn't play. I never really even thought about FOMO until I was on Twitter, and that's been. But you know, so it it really had it. I think it's really impacted me when you when you see a lot of the other top manager you know a lot of the top managers what they're posting what their teams are it really brings oh that's what i could have their team looks better than mine i you know i'll take the extra minus four and um i I think it makes you um i think it i think fomo often leads to the suboptimal outcome for your team i think if you look at it in isolation and going back to the farm example i'm going to do what's best for my farm or best for my family, or whatever example you want to give and forget anybody else, I think that is the optimal way to play. So I think, um, you know, I'm not saying you need to block out all, all things, but I think you can get, remember the obsession pod that we did and, and all of that, you can get too engrossed in things. So it becomes hard to make decisions. And I think anytime you're constantly looking at loads and loads and loads and loads of teams, there will be a natural tendency. I mean we do when we talk about teams sometimes some weeks, I think, oh my, your team looks a lot better than mine. You've got so and so. Maybe maybe I need to get to get them in. So I think it's the human nature nature element. So I it, it's a huge, huge factor that I think um, I think it's becoming one of the skills now actually. I think because whereas um, you know, before stats were thrown in people's faces, you know, you could do your own research and have an advantage. I think one of the skills now is to stick to your own plan, and when I say not be influenced, I'm not saying you shouldn't take in information from other people and or look or source your own data and all of that, but not just think, well, actually, everybody's doing this, so I'm going to do it. I mean, think, if you, you know. play like
0: that, you're know, you're never going to finish in a good rank, right? Uh, you, you know, a a, no, agree, a really yeah. good rank because you're just swallowed up in the crowd, aren't you? Um, we've had a couple of good comments um, in the chats already. James Richardson, uh, would FPL be less fun if we couldn't see each other's teams? Yeah, so I, you know, I, I I think one of the points like I, I want to make, just you know, mm. going um, kind of all the way back into into why do you play FPL? Right? So I play I. I I came in. I came into FPL um, eight seasons ago. I played like fantasy football for you know twenty odd years in vi- you know in various guises. So I came to FPL quite late, and I came into FPL because I wanted to finish as high as I possibly can. I want to be the best I can be. Mm. I want to win my mini leagues. I want the you know I want the best rank I possibly can. Right, and and I think I naturally assume that everyone else is the same, but actually are not. You know a lot of people aren't the same as they will, you know, a lot of casual managers, probably not many on this stream now joining us, obviously, because they're spending their evenings listening with us, right? But a lot of the 8 million managers just pick their transfer and captain and don't really care or check, right? You know, if, if they remember mm. sort of thing, right? So I think in terms of, of goals and things, you know, in terms of what, what you want to do, you know, if, if you're trying to win FPL, you would probably play a bit differently to if you were trying to win in mini league, if you were trying to get a top 10k ranked, if you're trying to get a personal best, you know, if you you know, if you're having a bit of fun as well. And um I think you know, I think I think it's important and just James's kind of question there, would FPL be less fun if you can see each other's teams? It probably would be. I think it'd be a lot more more competitive, I think. But I also don't think there would be as much as a you know, as much as a community as there is because we can't see each other's teams. You know, I'm, I'm mm. in the sky when, where you can't see each other's teams and the community is much, much smaller. So, you know, I, I just think it's worth kind of a, you know, uh,
1: Yeah. That. I, I, think, I think that's a good point.
0: Um, and just in terms of the context, right? So a lot of the conversation this week around, around this has been borne out because we've come off the back, in my opinion, of, of a very strange game week, right? Where, where all yeah. the punts hit now, how often, and and I say pants, you know, and I and I mean this with the greatest respect, right? I picked, you know, I was here with Trossard, right? I didn't expect Trossard get fourteen points. I was I was hopeful, and I mean hopeful of potentially an attacking return, right? Yeah. Lingard maybe the same, you know, and and a few others as well. Um, Veltman, twelve pointer, all this kind of stuff, right? It was it was it was mad. Bamford, eleven pointer, you know, like lots lots of the lots of the highly owned players this week. A lot of the people brought in specifically for this week paid off. But I think we've got short memories. Because if we go back to Double Game Week 26, when we were all in the doldrums, because all that planning, all that effort, all those, you know, no one's, no one's going to really anything today. It, you know, it was very, very average. And I think that mm. a lot of it has come off the back of that as well. And, I, you know, I just think we need to remember, you know, the top 10K average for Game Week 29, which only had four fixtures, was actually higher than... A lot of uh, full sets of fixtures this week, so yeah, I think it's like take a step back a little bit. Um, sorry, did you want to say something else? No, 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 I'm
1: agree. I'm agreeing with you. so
0: Um, I think as well. Just, just got some, you know, just some things on, on general like strategy. I suppose just to answer the questions around the doubles and stuff. So, you know, I, I think that I've been, um, you know, I've, I think i will be really clear on my thoughts around double game weeks and blank game weeks and, and chips and thing. I just got a couple of, uh, just, well, I made up a, a, stat actually, but what do you think?
1: I haven't made up a stat, yeah. but, um,
0: what oh. do you think is a good score for a bench boost? Say? You know.
1: Um, what do I think is a good score? A, for a, 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 a reasonable I, score. I think 20, okay. With, you know, 16 you'd expect if yeah. they're the blimps so 20, I'd say and what about free hit? Um, in terms of what you would get above in terms you.
0: of profit yeah
1: yeah i i would say again 20 25 points okay and what about a triple captain um i would say 12 points
0: okay so 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 if we say 20 30 and and 12 right roughly so that's yeah a 62 points um and bear in mind a lot of people take hits to get themselves into position to bench yeah, boost course. and a triple captains that was well right so that's 62 points if we look at the you know the current top 10k kind of score you know, you know so on the on the threshold of the threshold at the moment at the top 10k the kind of average score is roughly it's roughly about 1935 and if you add another third you know mm. um on um onto the season the kind of you know winning score will probably be around 2550 points And uh, Joshua Bull actually won last year with 2,557 points, right? So 62 points, this is before any hits, correlates to 2.5% of your total score of the whole season. This is before hits, because people do take, you know, you've seen minus eights, minus 12s, right? Um, Yet many people spend probably as much as 10 game weeks preparing for and coming out of these game weeks. I think a lot of them inadvertently sabotage their team along the way, right? For these 62 points. Um, so you could, you could argue,
1: really, that your triple captain plus your bench boost plus your free hit is an extra game week of points, isn't it? That's what it yes, pretty much equates yes, to. Yes,
0: yes, yes, it does. But my my argument is over those... 10 game weeks for mm. which you know you start thinking about it you start playing you start making moves in preparation for the bench boost in preparation for you know bits you know, and pieces you're not fully focused on having your best FPL team week in week out right you're, because because you know you're moving you're moving things around you're bringing in let's just say you know um, ahead of game week 29 instead of bringing in a Chelsea defender for game weeks 26, 27 and 28 you brought in a Brighton defender because they've got a game in twenty nine, which you know we, mm. uh, you know a lot, you know a, a, lot of people did, um, and a lot of people actually use their wildcards to try and optimize, <laughs> the chips as well, right? So, so to me, <laughs> it seems a bit of a nonsense, right? To 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 spend, all that time, all that effort, um, over twenty five percent of your game weeks of your whole season, trying to prepare for what you're you know likely to get which is roughly you know 60 odd points right and you know if you think about the the players at the moment i looked at the chelsea defender ownership right and chilwell is still 12 percent owned but that's probably from when he was nailed and playing you know he's not he's not there anymore right rudiger um aspilaqueta um alonso they're all really kind of low owned and i honestly think that if you'd have jumped on these really good players earlier on instead of focusing on this bloody blank game week 29 and the doubles and for everything else as well if you just played the game weeks out i honestly think we would have ended up now with a higher overall rank overall um than after week just try to manipulate the game weeks to optimize these 62 points i believe we are conditioned right to believe that using chips in blank game weeks and double game weeks will win or lose you fpl and and it 's not the case and you and you've only got to look at the winners right look, look at Joshua last year, he just did a, you know a very very average you know a very average sort of um use of his chips and if you look year on year, mm-hmm. not one FPL winner has ever said it was the chips that did it for me. It was the chips that gave me that hundred point boost or you know all, you know all this that and the other. Now I'm not saying the chips are a waste of time at all, because I don't think they are a waste of time. But what I'm saying is to to answer all the questions we've got on you know on screen here now, I think they're massively, massively overrated. And you know I think I think I used this example last week or the week before. Um, I'm you know I'm I'm 50k now. I'll, I'll use my team as an example, right? But um, I'm 50k now. Um, I was 55 last week. I was 60 the week before. I was 30 the week before. So I've just Hovered around, right? I haven't tried to kind of, you know, optimize my chips, and by doing that, I managed to um, save my wild card. See people who are genuinely chuffed over the moon um, because they've gone up from like a million to seven hundred thousand. Sunglasses emoji. I've I've smashed blank game week twenty nine, and it's like, well then, <laughs> you don't get a trophy for that. You don't get anything for that. You've 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 just increased your rank, which was a poor rank to a slightly less poor rank. I know this sounds... <laughs> I feel like you're speaking to me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not at all. I know it uh, sounds kind of... I'm joking, yeah. I know yeah. it sounds kind of brutal, but it's like... Yeah, you're right. It's, it's what the game's about. And I think for me, because I've come from different games, which are not... Dif- your 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 definition of success is not defined by your game week score. It doesn't matter. Each individual game week score, whether you move up or down slightly... As long as you've got a general trend a general upward trend across a period of weeks, then that for me is what you know think, is where you want to be
1: well Mark on black box, and I think the the most recent episode I thought was fantastic, and I really enjoyed a lot of the stats that he brought in there, but he was talking about whoever's number one in the world, I think their average game week ranks just over a million each yeah. game week, which Thanks. says it all, doesn't it, it really it you don't You don't need to be. Um, spectacular and then like you said putting all your eggs in basket for that one game week which we do I mean it might or you could argue that I think yeah planning is important but things like your bench boost um, uh, you know that could be a case of you don't plan for that you just use it at the best opportunity I think that there there could be a real there could be an argument for that rather than you know all of the because, like you said, within a lot of cases, particularly with doubles, you're taking hits, which probably negate at least one of the games for a lot of the players. So whereas you might you might as well just leave it, and at some point you're going to have 15 players you want to play, and just t- take the opportunity. So I think I think some of what you're saying is right. Um, yeah, we we naturally get excited, don't we, about a double game week? So it's uh...
0: I just think it's it's just it's it's just part it's it's part. It's part of the journey, though, right? So, um, you know, it's part, it's it's part of the journey to where you're going to get to at the end of game week 38. And you know, again, again, Mark, Mark on black box, you know, when I said this um, again a couple of weeks ago, I think I, th- I think it's about choosing your battles and reacting to circumstances Agreed. and yeah, taking agrees. calculated risks at the time when you can see it, rather than deliberately going against the polls because. People who deliberately go against the polls to be different think they're being like objective, but actually, by going against the polls, you're actually also not being objective. And um, everything in life, right, is about choose. You know, choosing your battles. And every consistent, successful FPL manager. Every consistent one I'm talking about. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about the people, you know, who have one incredible, amazing rank and then one really awful rank. I'm talking about people like yourself, Adam. You know, so for the, you know, for, for those who don't, I know in the chat, you know, um, Adam's had uh, six top ten k finishes. I'm talking about people mm-hmm. like uh, Matthew Jones, Rich Clark, yeah, Mark yeah. Southerns, Stephen Harrap, Fabio Borges, Right. If you look at how all these Uh, managers manage their teams they don't go around picking role captains every week they don't go around taking punts every single week they differentiate themselves by playing it simple and then making aggressive moves at the right times and always thinking ahead but it's choosing it's choosing your battles and a real a real a real life analogy right i've got i was thinking about it and it's it's so bloody obvious like if you were to go down this you know this 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 whole route of oh just attack stuff it just attack just just go for it go go against the grain da 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 right look at footballers look at football matches right look at managers who who bring on the who bring on a defender with five minutes to go because they are won the up. Now what are they doing there? They're reacting to the circumstances of a game and they're happy with what with what they've got. You know um if you bring on a striker you're making an aggressive move because the situation at that time causes for you know an aggressive move. If you, you know, you're four 0 up and you take you know off your best players and rest them, mm. why are they doing that? Because the situation calls for it. You take the ball into the corner with you know a couple of minutes left because you're one nil up and you're wasting time. Um, you know if you play out a nil nil, you know if you think of that of that awful Man City and Man United game in December when when Pep was just completely happy. With a nil nil, now he could have said to his boys, "Right, boys, let's go out and try and beat them nine or ten nil." He's happy with a nil nil. He knows in the grand scheme of things, you know, they 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 they're all reacting to a situation with, with a long-term goal in mind. Some are defensive, and some are aggressive. And captain in Kane, for example, this week now in 29, as as everyone will likely do in 32, for me, it's just the right move because they are the best captain. Um, Pick. and even if you don't think they're the best best captain pick for 29 um and you're covering your rank like i did i'm i'm fine with that i got a green arrow so you know i, I, I just i just i, just, I just don't understand that people who are kind of having Having a go and saying you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Just oh, well, I think play I think the that's game, like. fun of
1: it. Yeah, play your own game, have your game. own strategy. I think people play very different, and it's fine to be different. It's fine if you if you want to. um If ownership is part of your strategy, absolutely fine. Some people I've seen some some very good managers take ownership and work. You know, use it. Absolutely fine if. You know, I think taking calculated risks, I agree with you. I think that's personally, I think that's the, the bal you need balance, don't you? And I think calculated risks is probably the optimum strategy because you're not gonna get a risky captain isn't gonna haul every week. So you just need to, to pick your pit your battles. I think is probably probably the um the key one. I I I think for me, there's um when I was thinking about this, um there's two managers that I think have got contrasting styles in terms of um in terms of i wouldn't say i don't know if this is necessarily fomo but in terms of how they play the game yeah. and i think they're both called mark and they're both two of the greatest managers you know and the, the two that i really enjoy listening to so we've obviously got mark from mark southerns yeah. and fpl general yeah. and they've both got what's really interesting is they're both examples of what of one that absorbs themselves so Mark Southerns absorbs himself in absolutely everything you know it's every single piece of data he listens to loads of podcasts but what what's very he, he seems very good at contextualizing everything absolutely. so he gets it you know and I don't know what I used to love reading his pre-match preamble um many, you know, many years ago but it was um you, you feel that he's sort of at, you know it's almost like calculated and he's got like he's analyzing every single and weighting every single piece of data. And I think he thrives off it. And I think there will be people like that. I think with uh, general, so um, I think I think he is, um, and I think I put myself in a very similar position to him. Actually, I think when he started doing everything, it might have been the season after he started the podcast, but he had a, a, a pretty challenging season. Okay. And every week, he was still producing brilliant content but he then took a a step away and I'm gonna say he's taken a step away from Twitter but he's not I think by his own admission he's, he, I, he messaged me and sent me an app which limits your time on Twitter and I think he's he's taken a step back and he, I think he's openly said he only listens to a couple of pods or you'll do his own stuff first so he can get his own thoughts yeah. and need to yeah. get his own mindset and I just think they're two different approaches and I think you can do you just need to find what works for you. I found out of the two, um, I think that General's approach works better for me. I found the last month um being away a little bit away from Twitter and being more selective with what I read, what I listen to, thinking about my own thoughts and all of that. I I found it's helped me a lot. Yeah. And I know, you know, because I think it's it's very easy to get um caught up in you know in i mean i follow if you like on twitter there's so many good posts but i think i don't always find i get the time to properly absorb the information and all it does is cloud my judgment and um so i've i've i think you know i think i have things i've improved for me a little bit over the last few weeks but i i, I think my enjoyment's improved as well because i'm not I'm not completely um you know having every seeing absolutely everything everybody else is doing um I think for me one of the most dangerous things is constantly seeing everybody else's teams now some people can cope with that and cope with it really well I don't and um I think it it makes me think oh so and so is doing that uh you know and it and it sort of just clouds my judgment and I think the reality is I don't even need to put myself in that situation. And, um, you know, I think so for me, I'm not saying this, this should be for everybody. And it's about having, it, having the balance, but I think I'm better when I don't worry about anybody else's team. I might have look at a couple, but I think there's been times a season where I've looked at probably about 50 to 60 different teams. And I think it's, I think it's clouded my judgment before the deadline. Yeah. And I think when a wild card, you know, I'll, um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna look at a single wildcard draft of anybody else's. And if it comes up the same, if it comes up as a as the yeah, of Twitter template, well, well, the, well I'm just the Template in that case.
0: We'll, but uh, we'll do an exclusive next week, Adam, because I'll do yeah. the same because we're both wildcarding, and uh, we won't show each other's our teams, and we can reveal an exclusive <laughs> reveal next week of both our wildcards because I. I've done the same, and um, I've I've got you know I haven't I haven't exactly kind of plum put my entire team out, but I've got a very very rough idea of you know kind of what I want in it you know Mm. um, know, already. So yeah, we'll do the exclusive, but I think I think that's absolutely uh, you know the the best way to be. And um, you know I was I was on a um, a Planet FPL pod um, this afternoon, and we were talking about you know managing different games and stuff you know and we were talking about um cutting the noise down the trusted sources and who you think who you know who you think can support you in reaching a decision and the word for me is you know the the kind of real killer point here is a decision that you are comfortable with regardless of the outcome i think i think that's the thing because you know if you if you come to decision and it doesn't work out right um but uh You know, at least your, at least your. Well, you know, it didn't work out, but everything pointed to it. These Mm. are reasons I did it. Fine, if it, you know, it works out, amazing, right? But I think to get to that point, and there's actually a a term. I found it earlier because I was googling, you know, um, FOMO stuff, and and there's a term called uh, JOMO actually. And go uh, on, what's JOMO? Well, JOMO was brilliant. See, see if I can, I I can find it now. But it's it's something. um, Oh, where's it gone? So, jomo is is a feeling of contentment with one's own pursuits and activities, without worrying over the possibility of missing out on what others may be doing. And you know, I'd like I'd like to think like I'm pretty I'm pretty much like that. I'm the I like I really don't care how uh, how anyone else does. Like I'll, I'll look at my rank, and if I go down from fifty k to seventy k, well, you know, I'm I'm gutted, obviously, and I'm like. Blah blah blah, but um, you know, there's, there's the the and stuff kind of out, you know out there now that people track during matches and stuff, and that's not good for your health. Like, that's <laughs> not good for your health to track your overall rank while while games are being played. I, I think, I, I, to be fair, I, I I've done that. Oh, I, I think it's absolute
1: madness. It's, like, yeah, it, it, I've done it. Yeah, drive you I, mad. I, I, well, it does. It does. I think there was a. I, I had burnout with football this year, and um, I'm sort of pleased I've had it. Because now it's it's enabled me to get to the position where I can take a step back, and uh, just accept what accept what happens. And um, it's do you know what? Sometimes it is, it is a little bit more fun, and I would say nostalgic in the sense that if you don't check your overall rank in the game week, or you don't check everything, you know, or even if you miss a couple of matches and do the match of the day challenge, or check the scores at yeah. the end of the day, it is. Um, I, th- I think it's nostalgic checking your rank at the end of the game week is it's like what it was isn't yeah. it really yeah. you know I remember you know I don't know how many years ago but you'd log in on the Sunday night or Monday morning yeah, it was, and it was just like the excitement to see have you got you know gone, gone down whereas I think it takes it away constant life what you do what you said is spot on you're constantly putting yourself under stress and pressure right there's, there's, so what's 10 games right I need this to happen I need this to happen and because the games are so spread out at the moment it's just a like, mental it's 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 just too difficult to I have found it too difficult to deal with mentally but the, and
0: but the thing is if you think about your eleven players, yeah, how often do even four or five of them actually get the return you want? It's like it doesn't happen yeah, every exactly, week. Exactly. So if you're watching every game, looking at your rank, the odds are your your player is probably not gonna score a goal. They're not gonna keep a clean sheet. And all and all it does, it just gets you down. I right? just I think it's mad. So I, I, yeah, I just think you know, I think, I think we're on the same page in, ter- in terms of you know, take the information that you feel is valuable, right? You, you know, and and hopefully everyone kind of watching this and listening to this, you know, hopefully we add a bit of value, you know, in in terms of you know, looking looking at the way we approach the game, looking at the players, kind of looking at you know, um, a strategy and things, but just reduce it down instead of looking at every single post, right? Because every you know especially with all the data around right data like mm. data is is brilliant right if you if you use it right but too much data especially data which is manipulated to get an outcome to suit someone's narrative again you know you see oh in the last seven game weeks it's like in the last seven why haven't you put the last six or the last eight because it doesn't suit your narrative of what you know of what of what mm. you want to actually show in things so i would definitely refine it down just you know to, to a few a, a few trusted people like i'm i'm really fortunate right so you know, for for those who don't know, I'm the editor of Fantasy Football Hub, so I get to read and edit all the content that goes through the hub. So I get to read all the team reveals from, from the best managers around, right? So like I say, FPL General, Matthew Jones. Rich Clark is on for his 15th consecutive top 30K finish, and every week... I get to read. He writes a really kind of detailed article with his whole approach, his thoughts of the previous week, his thoughts on what went right and what went wrong. You know, you know, and things. And reading things like that—that's the kind of content to me. That it really really helps me is getting into the mind of a of a top top proven player, and and actually showing you know how they play the game. Reading something for me which says you know in the last s- six weeks they've scored six goals, so that obviously means. That they're going to score six goals in the next six weeks to me it's just like it, it. It doesn't work like that, you know. And um, but 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 yeah. So so refining the th- you know your thinking, cutting the noise down, and and you know and and having a couple of maybe sounding boards who can just help you cut through. How like how many times have we gone down rabbit holes for moves? Remember, I was on about that. Was I minus twelve for for Salah ahead of a head of a double game week. And you're just like, yeah. how, how the hell did I get there? And then you say it back to yourself and you're like, what am I talking about? But you just kind of led down the garden I, path of it, aren't you?
1: I think a few sounding boards are, are definitely good. Yeah. I, de- I think that, but I think like you said, you just got to pick your audience because definitely. you can have too many people, too many opinions. And I think um, I quite like it because particularly the people you know, that, that, that you speak to that understand you as a manager yeah. And don't, because all that would happen otherwise is people would just force their own opinion on you and everyone would have the same team. That's the, that's, a, we'll bring in the same player. But I think the, I would say the groups, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, a couple of really good WhatsApp groups with you know, three or four of a, you know, really highly decorated managers. And I think there's an understanding there. nobody ever goes, do not pick this player. They sort of understand your playing style and, um, you know, if they, they think, you know, there isn't an, an obvious um, one to go for, they'll say. But I, I think, yeah, I think understanding, you know, you, you want to have a good understanding with people, I think, or yeah. you know, or, or trusting that, the, you know, if you are going to be doing something absolutely incredibly stupid, that people say, hang on, take a step back. That's, you know, minus 12 to take out Salah, what are you thinking about? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think it's just, it's just having balance. I, I find it, and I think as you've said there, I find it better with having less um, not i say interact or uh, in, i wouldn't say interacting with less people but definitely in terms of my own own team um interacting with less people i find is better
0: Yeah, you just you know just um a really good example actually of uh, of what you know of what you're talking about there i think i think you messaged me a few weeks ago and said oh look I'm thinking of doing x to y right and and regardless of what i think of the move i think all i did was say okay yeah just just a thing have you thought about this and yeah and that's it and, and that's the conversation right it's it's not a oh i wouldn't go him i'd go for him because he's a better player because you know <laughs> i know yeah. I, I know you're bloody good enough experienced enough to make a decision which player you want it was just a thing of or you know he people i don't know. i can't remember he blanked in 32 remember or oh, he's banned in 28 or this or that yeah. you know you know you know whatever it was and that's and that's it really and i, I just think that's how you can kind of help each other you know in you know um, and help each other kind of own their own, own their decisions, decisions as well yeah exactly exactly yeah.
1: that I think I've done it a few times where I've messaged you in, in you know other formats and sky and just to sanity checks like exactly it's, uh, I think yeah. it's it I think that that that's that's all it is and you know you I think it's good having a few people you trust that you could that you can do that with I think doing it with thousands of people on twitter and getting everyone's opinion about Madness. your team just too much information coming back at you to to what well, for me to digest i'm sure some other people i'm not i think you know everybody is different some people might buy into that and find it useful
0: so, su- you know in such a subjective game as well right this is the thing it's mm. not like it's a right or wrong answer it's every completely everything I'm trying to predict what's going to happen everyone's got their own views on it so um yeah. Anyway, sorry, i yeah. uh, go going on and on. Now. I just I'm so passionate about it because I just I just think that the people like try and tell everyone kind of how to play and you know and 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 just like what to do and if you know if you do this then you're this. You should take loads of pence. You should do this, that, and the other. If you like, like I say, you look at the very best managers and they just play a sensible game, a simple game. They pick the players, you know, who they think will score the most points. Um, when they need to, they will play defensively. When they see the opportunity, they will play aggressively. Um and that, you know, and just and just be comfortable with comfortable with your decisions. So yeah, I suppose we can uh we'll probably leave that there. But uh yeah, really good chat there, Adam. Uh Kunal Kellar in the chat I just said you took center stage um at the uh, Clash of the Correspondents podcast, hogging hogging uh, ninety percent of the airtime. Do I you know what though?
1: I, I, I was getting asked about Villa, wasn't I? So what do you expect? Oh, yeah, so exactly. it's, it's purely exactly. purely Villa, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but I, I think one of the uh, one of the interesting things for me, which we we sort of talked on about talked about FOMO, but is it's just ownership and effective ownership, and you know how much do you let it become part of your decision-making process if I'm being brutally honest here for me I play better when I'm ignoring ownership completely when, I, when, when I'm, I'm not even the reality is that you know I'm not going to be picking loads of numpsies right? so the, the, the chances are that you know some of the players you're going to be considered are going to be highly owned anyway but I think unless you come in towards the end of the season and you've got a, a rival that you're trying to beat and you you know the only way you'll be able to beat them is by doing something completely different I think that's valid but I genuinely believe that when I focus or look at ownership or factor it into my decisions I don't think it suits how I play and um you never you know, used that's... to play like
0: that you said that you said that didn't you, you know over the years where you had these no, like never, amazing never... finishes you've never looked at it have you
1: it's, a, it's only the only reason the only i only so i joined twitter probably about three three and a half years ago and prior to that i took no notice whatsoever of ownership Really, I, re, I really didn't and um i found it a lot easier and i think um I don't. Obviously, I said that in Sky as well. I find it easier making my decisions in Sky because um, I haven't got the. Um, yeah. I'm not thinking about the ownership. I'm not. I, I don't see it. And, and and I think when you're not when you're not thinking about ownership, all of a sudden you're not thinking about is it a risky decision or not. You're thinking about is it the it's the best player I'm bringing in. You're not all of a sudden because I think in people's heads going for somebody lowly, lowly owned, going for somebody who is, who is, uh, has got a low ownership is a risk or, you know, versus, you know, versus, um, someone that's got a high ownership. I think one of the things that I would like to do next, next year is complete, you know, try and completely ignore ownership. I think for, for because it suits how I play. And I thought, I think I've struggled understanding, um, how you know what what my playing style is and what works for me and i think having over the last couple of weeks having sort of assessed things i think number one it doesn't suit me looking at loads of people's teams and just scrolling through twitter i don't really get much i don't really get much from that and i think the other thing is every time i try and do the ownership game or try and do that it just doesn't it just doesn't work for me so um i think yeah i'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not. What I'm just just to be clear, what I am not saying is that people that do use ownership and do find it important that it is completely invalid. I am not saying that at all. But I think that how it, my style is. I'm much better when I don't consider it at all.
0: Yeah, no, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it does. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite actually. So I'm, I'm very much so. I like to know the ownership. Uh, not because it makes my decisions for me, but it helps me understand the kind of status yes. of the game, if that makes sense. And, you know, and again, maybe that's coming from a background of playing other fantasy formats. But, you know, if I want to make a game... Like, I, I captained Kane last week in 29. You know, he was, he was obviously a good option, right? People punted on, like, you know, Lingard and Trossard and that, and they, and they won the game week, right? If you were to mm. play that game week out again, Kane would likely win seven or eight out of ten, I would, you know, I would guess. And I'm I'm comfortable with that because like you know, it's, as I say, my kind of overall rank at the moment, I kinda of, you know, I'm I'm happy with it, right? And I, you know, I think now in this final course, have say I've saved my wild card, I'm really hopeful of pushing on now. So I didn't see the point in risking it. And and I think in all fairness, Mark said exactly the same thing about choosing your battles. It's like it wasn't a week. For those who are hoping to just come out and ski, to yeah. go with differential captain. Whereas if you're chasing, it's, do it, great.
1: It's really interesting. Just your choice of language there. You did. It's a. It's a risk. And I think, um, it, 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 I, for me, when I was thinking about it, so yeah, we knew everyone was going to captain Kane. But the reality is, it's kept me. I looked looked at the fixtures. He's a premium player. Kane's the best captain, and I think. It's I, yeah, I I, 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 I I try. I think ownership. Yeah, it, it, it's more of a consequence because of he's such a premium player and he, he had a good fixture that ownership becomes a factor. But I, I, I just I think from now in the end of the season, I'm just going to completely ignore it and almost experiment for next season. I'm having. I would argue. Um, I've I think the worst I've ever finished is what thirty two. I think thirty two k, and I'm on to worst better that worse it which I'm on I'm, I'm on to to have my worst ever finish and I think for me what I'm going to try and do is go back to the stuff that I did 3 or 4 years ago and it's just little little tweaks and I I didn't look at ownership and I just don't think it has any positive way any positive impacts for how I play the game well, interestingly That's, yeah
0: interestingly and this is why I'm so so excited for next week yeah. Is that the wild card team I've drafted out? You know, it's, it's obviously got now Kane as a minimum for Spurs because they've got the Dublin 32 right, and his ownership's high, and you know, and, and maybe Son. But other than that, the vast majority of of players I'm picking, which I'm picking because I think they are mm-hmm. the best players for the run in. You know, you, you know, if you if you think of the teams that have got a good run in, uh, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Leicester, Chelsea, Wolves, all these teams are all very very low owned, and this is. And this is what I mean. It's like we're not playing the ownership game for playing its sake. We're, we're playing it because at this moment in time, we feel that, that the high-owned players, regardless of they're being high-owned or not, are probably the best players to have at that time. And, and, and let's not forget, a lot of people were planning for Gaming 29 all the way back from Gaming 23 and 24. So the teams became and are looking very, very similar and stale, right? Because of that yeah. optimal 2019.
1: I, I think you'll see a lot of teams in the top 10k or you know the even the top 100k activate their wild card for 31 and i think what will probably happen is whether you whether you want to call it a new template will form but i think there'll be a big shift towards those teams so the ownership will will pick up i think of, there will those be. players
0: uh, i also think it's going to be quite a spread of players you know who mm. who would you pick out of you know if, if you were to Ask, you know, ask now, right? Havertz and Mount, for example. I think it's a bit. You know, would you go for Neto or a Wolves defender? Would you go for Salah yeah, or that, Jota, Vardy, Ianacho, Madison? It's just there's there's a lot of, of spread. I think if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah I think there's I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good options. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good options which could, like you said, it could rather than having a lot of players at fifty, sixty exactly. percent they could be. 20, 20s, 20 or, exactly. exactly yeah. You know, four or five players at a fifteen. Yeah, I think that's a, that. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think yeah, I think we we. I just of this season, I've got too caught up in ownership, too caught up yeah. in effective ownership, and actually, up until recently, too too worried about you know what I want to happen in any particular one game. It's just it just ruins it. I think it ruins um. And, and intensifies the the the, um fpl experience i think it was it was okay last season and the season before because the games were spread out it might be like a super sunday or a couple of matches you're watching back to back where captain's playing that's perfect that's fine but when you're like watching nine or (laughs) ten matches a week thinking i haven't got any players playing in this but i need less than me exactly
0: oh the worst
1: (laughs) And I need, um, you know, I need um, Burnley to score, but it can't be Chris Wood. It's got to be someone else. If it's an own goal and no one gets bonus, and you just think I must be absolutely mad. And, to... do you, and
0: do you know what? The the opposite and what's even worse is players you own. You don't yeah. want them to do well because they've got high effective. That that's the worst. You, you, know,
1: you have yeah. Bruno.
0: You've got Bruno, and they win a penalty, and because you haven't captained him, but you know his effective ownership is over a hundred percent.
1: You almost want him to miss and you've picked you it where's you know the fun in that bit? like yeah agreed, agreed. what would be really interesting is if i could go back in a time machine and see if there were situations like this before where there was quite a popular player but who you didn't captain yeah. and because you didn't know it about yeah you know, effective <laughs> exactly ownership, exactly probably there you didn't Yeah, exactly. Going down, going. Exactly. Yes, he's got a hat trick. I own him. And uh, but you I know think... what? What's more fun? No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this is this is the whole thing with ownership is is because we play it for we play it for fun. And I, you know, I think like whilst I'm saying everything is bad because I'm a big believer. There are so many different ways to play the game. Whether you take loads of hits, whether you take no hits. I don't think there is a right way. You see the meet the manager videos with Joe and everybody has got. Fairly different style, you know, and I think that's fine. And I don't think we should be criticizing other people. I'm saying ownership doesn't suit me. You're saying you liked like like, yeah. like to know it. What there's no there's no, isu- there's no issue there. If people think they can use ownership to, you know, if if everybody's doing one thing, they want to do something else. Well, absolutely, got no issue with that as well. Something late riser, um, you know, does I I I I think. the the whole point is we're criticizing people for copying each other and um being sheep you know we had a few farm analogies earlier so i think a few people mentioned that but i just think have fun play around style the the important thing is you've got to work out what works for you and what suits you and i think i've struggled with that this season until until recently and it's sort of it's it's nice to be in a position now i think well I know what I want to do for the rest of the season. I you know, I know how I'm going to approach each of the game weeks and do you know what if it doesn't go my way it doesn't go it's not going to ruin my uh, my afternoon, evening, exactly, etc. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's a, and I think it helps when you play multiple formats as well because you can probably relate to this better than much better than me. But um, you know, you you might get a well, in fact, you haven't had a green hour and dream team for a while, have you? But uh, all been grey, mate. It? All, all grey, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but 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 then you might. What I've sometimes found is that you'll do, be doing better in Sky and FPL won't be working. But because you're doing the multiple games, it helps you, doesn't it, a That's little bit? Massively, because massively. You, you it makes you realise you can have peaks and drops in in um, in, in different game formats. Yes, so you're right, yeah.
0: No, I, excellent, mate. Really good, uh, really good insight. Just to to catch up um, on a bit in the chat. Uh, ben McDonald says, FOMO was slightly kicking in for me with no Banford in my Game Week 30 team. Yeah, I think he might be making my team this week. Uh, ben, um, Aman says, I set out every season trying to win the whole thing. Only problem is I'm rubbish. Well, Aman, join us from Game Week 1 next year and we will hopefully you know guide you to uh, a good um, finish. Um
1: T- two goals for John McGinn tonight. I've just seen in the two chat. Goals. That's good to see. Super John, John McGinn.
0: John McGinn. You've just ruined yeah. the whole stream. Sorry. <laughs> joking, joking. Uh, Brian um, Scofield says, um, I've quite missed this tsunami of FPL common sense from the two of you. Thank you so much, uh, Brian. I'm not, I'm not sure how much of it is common sense. Um, Summer says, My chips have all been a disappointment, including the wild card. And Sean says, Agree, I'm forever chasing my own arse after a blank or a double easy trap to fall into in I love this
1: from it um I think copying Will's team suits me <laughs> yeah well actually, like, like,
0: yeah. he's like one, on. he's like 1.7 so. um Nick says Ferg, you need to get help more I love the chat though Adam is king <laughs> of FPL advice good good stuff there um and then we, and then a, a, a couple of a ribbers there uh, Tommy Tom says your gay week score doesn't matter says the host of a podcast called the green arrow. <laughs> I can't, I can't really argue that with it. Tom. Yeah, that's a good, that is a good point. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should, uh, change the name to Trending green arrow, maybe, or so, or something along those lines. And then, uh, and then one all says the same thing. I thought this was called the green arrow, which focuses on rank. So, so much more on the chat. Thank you so much think, for, um, you
1: know, yeah, all I think comments. Just, yeah they, they are valid on that. And that the, the, the green arrow thing is just a little bit of fun, but I think we're both, big advocates of looking at your team and strategy over a month or a long Ah, longer period and i think a good a good thing to do if people don't do this and i think want motivation they're not happy with their rank but look at the um do your mini league and just do it for the month score I think it's a real it's always a really good thing oh, to
0: ma- massively. And and it, and it imp-
1: it's improved my enjoyment when I'm not it's not going Definitely. as well, but I'm but I'm having maybe a good moment and want to build momentum. So you, yeah. you can just set new targets that way. I think that's always a good thing to do.
0: Cool. Excellent stuff mate. Uh, really good chat there. Okay. Um so uh, moving on now, uh, let's uh, have a look at some questions around um strategy okay. for the running. so Next week, um, we are going to uh, talk in depth around specific teams and specific players. So we're not going to go um, so much now, you know into, into, you know, into the best players in the room. We're going to do that. We're going to nail that next week. We're both in next week. So we're going to go absolutely nuts deep into everything. Potentially.
1: And it's not a 100%. Well, it
0: is 100%. for me. I, and, and, and if <laughs> and if you're not, I'll be having words because it's the right it's the right time to wildcard. Um <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, so so I've got the, the, the fixture ticker now, you know, up on screen from Fancy Football Hub yeah. to Coda UK from game week thirty to game week thirty-eight. You know, obviously Spurs rise to the top now that their uh, double has been confirmed, and Spurs is next few games. So obviously they've got Newcastle this week, uh, Man United in thirty-one, home which isn't the easiest, then they've got the Dublin thirty-two, blank in thirty-three. Uh, Then they've got Sheffield United and Leeds, two very very obliging defenses, 34 and 35. So so they are top. Um, Arsenal's running after Liverpool this weekend is absolutely superb. Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom, Chelsea, Palace, and Brighton, Liverpool. And I am, I'll I'll do an exclusive now. I am going triple Liverpool on my wild card next week, including Salah. So I'll just get the well, 99 including Salah definitely triple Liverpool but uh we'll see there. uh Wolves next six games absolutely
1: crazy does it uh, does it not concern games. you with Liverpool for the I think they've got they've got they've got great fixtures but in terms of the triple with the Champions League does that concern you at all
0: uh no because I think you know you, you know earlier right we talked about times mm. to times you know choosing your battles right wild carding for me L- looking at those two Liverpool fixtures they got Leeds in 32 and Newcastle in 33. They're probably the two best offensive fixtures you you could hope for, right? And um, you know, pe- you know, people like Salah, Jota, Mane, even Trent. You know, all the all these um, players are very low owned at the moment. And this, for me, is is an opportunity to jump on quickly because I will tell you what will happen, right? If let's just say Salah gets a goal and assist against Leeds, right? He is absolutely Nailed on, captain. The week after against Newcastle, whereas you know we we mention often, do we, about you know like staying ahead of the curve, right? So if he does mm. that, you've already got Salah, you've got him in place already. You're laughing. You've also got potentially Jota and maybe Trent or Robertson or whoever else, right? While everyone else is scrabbling around and taking hits to get in Salah for that game week 33, you can have a nice look around and say, right, what is what's my next? What's next? What's the next thing I want to do? Conversely. If Salah doesn't score those points against Leeds, to me it doesn't really matter because a lot of other people mm. will have Rafinas and you know and maybe mounts and um Grealishes and all you know and all these sorts. So they're very likely to score if But but this to me is an opportunity or um to, sorry, this, this to me is a really good example of where you can be very proactive and take a, a you know, risk you know, if you want to call it a risk but you know it has the opportunity to um absolutely be a bit of a home run you know if it um if it pays off purely based on the fixtures right um the worst fixtures which you know they won't be much interested in anyway so palace fulham west brom newcastle and, and are you uh,
1: in, in your in your wild card then yeah um are you gonna definitely have so you said salah yeah are you gonna go for I assume we will have kane yes yeah, we have Son as well. Probably Son, yeah. Okay, and you'll have Bruno. Yes,
0: they will be my kind okay, so of high on Those, players, are, yeah. those
1: are the, those are the four that you. Okay, with
0: with, with Salah, the only reason that I say I may not have them for thirty one, I'll definitely have him for thirty two. Yeah. Thirty one. Yeah. I think is it Leicester, um, it's Le- or, or someone at, home. at no, someone's got to read it. I'm City. Sorry. I've got um, Leeds as an example. So what I, you know, what I could do, just an example, is wildcard into someone like Jesus or Sterling or someone along those lines, and then, you know, hop on Salah the following week. Yeah. But I'm very likely just to go to Salah. I,
1: I think that City game is sandwiched between the two Dortmund it games. It is. It is.
0: It is. And and we know this, what they are prioritised. So. Exactly. And this is why I say, um, I'm, you know, I'm not sure because we'll see, kind of, you know, how. Um, how it plays out. Um, Arsenal have also got Sheffield United in 31. So if you know if Aubameyang, for example, or Lacazette don't don't start on the Thursday against um, Slavia Prague, I may be tempted to stick him in and then move up with Salah. But that's 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 by the by. By 32, i will very very likely have Salah, Jota, and Trent in place.
1: Uh, I I potentially just just thinking about it because I think with the double coming up. With, you're going to probably want Son and Kane, aren't you? Yes, for 30, thirty-two. Yeah, for thirty-two. And yeah. Bruno's going nowhere. I'm not sure if I'm looking at this. I suppose so. So it's the Newcastle at home. I don't, I don't think Leeds away on that pitch is necessarily a great fixture. I don't. Yeah. I think they've tightened up a bit. From and and um, yeah, but so I think just looking at it. So that Newcastle. Game week, are there alternatives? And I think so. You've got Leicester, you've got Crystal Palace, United, have got Leeds. There, there are, there are you know. There are alternatives. I might go without Salah. I'm thinking at the moment. Um, it depends. I've got him at the moment. I've got him in my team for the Arsenal game. It depends how Liverpool look. I think Jota's better value. Yeah. And, it's it's
0: it's the same with everything, though, right? It's like at this present moment, this is what I'm 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 thinking. Yeah. But the clo- even, you know, even day by day your plan kind of, you know, it'll like refine down, won't it? You know, you get to a point when you've got the very latest information at, you know, at the kind of 11th hour before you confirm your wild card. But at the moment, very, very roughly is what I'm doing. And mm. and this is why, you know, I'm so excited. You know, I'm looking at Leicester players. You know, if if Idi Nacho um, keeps his place in the side at 5.7, for example, right? You've got players like um, Saka, Eve, Eve, even Smith-Rowe, right? You, you know, so if, if Arsenal... Do well, um, it, you know, in Europa. What a fifth mid he could be, you know, a, a playing mm-hmm. fifth mid with the fixtures they got. You've got Wolves, you've got the Chelsea defense, you've got players like maybe Mount, even Werner. It's just, you know, and they're all they're all low owned players. So, um, but yeah, this this is. I don't want to talk too much about the wildcard, obviously, because next week we're going kind of whole hog, um, wildcard. But a, a yeah, few, of course, a few um, strategy questions we had so. I'll ask, I'll ask you a couple of them. We had one on, off, uh, off Benny Blanco, who was the resident uh, dad joker on Twitter. If anyone doesn't follow Benny, um, don't. No, 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 I'm joking. No, he's, he's a really uh, funny guy. Uh, so uh, many content creators are discussing wildcard plans. Can you provide any advice um, for the sorry, pathetic creatures with no chips left like me? I'm at a decent rank 11k, but what can I do to counteract these pesky wild carders cheers lads so for those without a wild card adam if you've got any kind of um advice you know on maybe um how he can maintain his rank basically you know maybe you know, you know even move up
1: um well i think the the, the the first thing is probably a lot some of the players that you'll own will become differential by default won't yeah, they? they will and i don't yeah. think that so I'm sure if he owns them at the moment, it doesn't necessarily um, you know, unless he unless he completely loaded up on Game Week 29 players, it doesn't necessarily mean there'll be bad options going into into the future game weeks. I think um it without without seeing Benny's team, I think you've just got to make every transfer count. That's all that's what I would say. I think there's a good core of players that you'll probably want over the coming game weeks. So I think the likes of Son... I think if, if I was building a team around three, three, three heavy hitters, it would be Son, Kane and Bruno because I think there are value options. Pretty And, and there, I would probably move out... I'd, I'd potentially move out Son um, after game week 32. And just, you know... But I, I think look, looking at it, I think um, Kane and Bruno are just so talismatic it's uh, is that a word manic i
0: think but yeah whatever it is who cares
1: we'll go (laughs) we'll go go, yeah exactly i just i just think that that for me they're the two that you could you could pretty much rotate captain so i would do a captaincy planner for the rest of the season and um Mm -hmm. i would then um just make every single transfer count. and um you know I, i i don't i don't think it's necessarily. I mean, I think having a wild card is is exciting for a lot of people. But what it's probably going to mean is you've you've talked about some of the teams you've mentioned about that get, we're we're going to potentially be considering are Wolves, who have been crap all season or most of the season. Well, you know, they haven't well, they, really, they haven't excited. They can't no. score yet. Loads of people are considering Neto, who is a you know a class player, but you know he's not he's not. He's not set the world alight from a fantasy perspective this He's not season. a John
0: McGinn, is he? Let's be fair.
1: He's not a John. You know, well, I didn't want to say that, but I, I think he's, he's not set the world alight this season not from a fantasy perspective. Enough. You're looking at Liverpool. They've been all over the place recently, yet we're all going to be investing with them because we, look, we like the look of their fixtures and we expect things to turn around, but there, you know, there's no guarantee that it will do. You are,
0: you are systematically destroying my wild card You know No, I'm talking. not. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. What I'm trying to say is that for those that haven't got a wild card, it's yeah. not the end of the world. Arsenal, they've got very, very good fixtures, but you know, can we guarantee who's going to play for them no. week in, week out? How many games they've got? They've got nine games. Nine games left. It's a good chance that if they continue in the Europa League, which is their best chance of Champions League football next season. That, you know players only play five or six of those games so it's um for, for, for me i don't think there are um there are any guarantees i think the favorite team that i've got for wild card is Leicester, because i, I think really i think they're they're very i think um form wise they've been brilliant i think they've got good options in all areas of the pitch um particularly with madison coming back and i just think you know they've got the fa cup as a distraction but that's it uh, and very very good fixtures as very good fixtures as well. But the, the reality is, if we're looking at Liverpool and Wolves, there isn't much to get excited about. Chelsea attack, really, if you know, if we're being honest, Chelsea been exceptional defensively. But if we actually, you know, look at the attack, it's not been as consistent. They're still in the Champions League. Is there going to be you know, look at look at their squad? There's going to be rotation. So. I, I don't know. I'm a little bit. I think yeah, it's exciting to wild card, but I don't see myself going away too much away from the team that I have at the moment. I like United, uh, you know, the you know for, for for sticking with them with the wild card because I trust Bruno and Shaw has been excellent. I, I don't think I could I don't get. Argue with that, yeah. I don't think I could get rid of Luke Shaw in the form no. that he's in at the moment and we saw he got a 15 pointer away to um man city didn't he you know so what would why couldn't he get that at home to liverpool and i think so i yeah i i think they could end up being a shift you know for people like i'm gonna load upon Wolves and let's face it you know i'm a villa fan so it's very easy for me to say but Wolves have been dog shit most of the season so you know you are.
0: um you you, you are pissing all of my chips at them i can't yeah, but, i can't wait but, to be wild card I, I, next I'm, week
1: i'm being a little bit over the top but yeah. what i'm trying to say in terms of benny's question
0: yeah no,
1: that's, everybody that's the... is going yes well i'm going to get loads of wolves players in loads of liverpool players in and, and getting excited but he could be the one that just sticks with the players that he's got who have been performing consistently he must have been doing okay if he's at 11k Absolutely. so I don't, I, yeah i think i think yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned personally. I mean, you've got eight tra- eight or nine transfers between now and the end of the season. It's just about making them all count.
0: I agree to a certain extent, although I would say, um, you know, a big a big part of this game is obviously trying to predict what's going to happen in the future. Right? And I think if I was, you know, if I did have my wild card, I think this week I would be bringing in a Chelsea defender. I think uh next week I would probably look to bring in maybe, you know, a Leicester attacker and I know that Leicester's fixtures don't really start off to, you know, like thirty two. But I would advise jump on the players you think you're gonna want now ahead of time to stay ahead of the curve. Maybe even bring in Jota, right? You know, so again his lovely fixtures don't start till thirty two or whenever it is. Um mm. but I would, you know, I would um I would personally go Chelsea, Leicester and Liverpool, first off, Agreed. I think I, I kind of move move in that direction,
1: Um, you know. And then, I think and then just as and you are thirty-two
0: or thirty-three,
1: just as you've said, Chelsea. The next, if you look at their next five they're amazing. fixtures, they're
0: ridiculous.
1: Particularly from a defensive, defensive point of agree, view, yeah. I, I think doubling up on the Chelsea defence is a very, very strong move to do because yeah. West Brom, Palace, Brighton—three teams that hate goals um well hate scoring goals anyway um you know okay i think the west ham game might be tough but then they've shown west ham have shown that in some some sometimes they've given teams too much respect um particularly when they played um you know united and liverpool and then fulham who can't score so and then they could they've got man city who um you know, it could have won the league by then, and might have a you know a more important European tie to focus on. So, I just think for me, the Chelsea defence is is a very very shrewd move, I agree. and I think doubling or even tripling up on them isn't a terrible idea. Yeah.
0: No, I agree with that. So yeah, Benny, to, to answer your question, you know, I, I think we've agreed, jump on you know a Chelsea defender this week, maybe you know Leicester or, or Chelsea even next week as well, right? If you've got two freeze, maybe jump on double Chelsea, but kind of it's you know. Get towards the players that you're going to get to. But I would do it now. I think this is the difference. Don't wait till they've had their hole. Don't wait till, you know, say you want, like, Alonso is, is, is you know, all right, he's maybe not the best example, right? But say you say you know you wanted Ian mm. for game week 32. I wouldn't wait till game week 32. I'd, I'd, get, I'd get him in. I'd get him in earlier because then you can always focus on your, your next transfer on staying ahead again. If you wait till 32 and he gets his points in 31 everyone will be making the move in 32 you're not you're not getting anything anyway i think benny's had had more than enough of our time with his uh with his question um owen yeah, John- and keep
1: and be- benny keep the jokes sir we all love a the good jokes dad up, exactly.
0: <laughs> um owen johnson i'm at 150k i've been static between 100k and 200k since game week 19 and feel like i've been playing poorly ever since then for people in a position like me is it still worth sticking to pretty much the template for the next couple of game weeks or is it times called differential with captains and transfers? Um, what do you think about that, Adam? I I give the same advice. I think in terms of. But
1: for, for for me, I wouldn't pay any attention to the template. Yeah. I would, and, and I'm in the same position. So I'm about hundred and forty something I So I I wouldn't pay any attention to the template, and I would just try and make the right moves for your team. So. You, what you just said there, Fergie. If you if you feel you need a Chelsea defender, bring one in. You know, if you feel that you want a Leicester, you know, Iniesta whoever it would be, go for them. I, I would I would try not to worry about other people. And this is the, you know, the, this is the, the I suppose where FOMO really really impacts us and where we where we think. Just focus on your own team and driving your own team forward i wouldn't get too bogged down on ownership personally you know if you the, the reality is if you if it if gets to game week 36 or 37 and you're still in a similar position take a couple of fun captaincy punts at the end of the season that's what i would do
0: right th- i like the template is the template now right because we've all been hoodwinked by 29 we've all been bringing in villa spurs um who else is it in brighton all, you know, all, all so, so everyone's team is very, very similar, but I think now, if you look forward, all the teams who we're talking about, you know, I mentioned you know, the ownership of Chelsea defenders, it's ridiculously low. Chelsea midfielders, Leicester players, um, Jota, you know, there's a lot of really good options who people are eyeing up, but don't wait until everyone's got them. Before you get them, I would get them in now. That would be my uh you know. A thing. Uh FPL Notebook John, is the popular game week thirty one. Sorry, sorry. is the popular wildcard 31 strategy less obvious now with the Spurs double or blank combination? To fully attack the double, you'd probably have too many Spurs and Man City to bench them in the blank. Wildcard 33 could be more effective now. I I know my answer. What's yours, Adam?
1: Um, I'm just going to come to a point just before before we go to that. I think Sanjay Patel's put stop playing my mobile. This is just so I can keep
0: You're reading uh, the chat. In you
1: I'm oh, reading you. the chat, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not playing I'm not pl- not playing a different game and ignoring Fergie. Although I forgot what was the question.
0: <laughs> now you said that. I'm not ignoring you, but what's I'm the? Not question? ignoring you, but no, it's yeah, okay. I, was, I was looking at the chat as you were That's speaking. Okay. So. Um, is the is the popular? Wildcard thirty-one strategy less obvious now with the Spurs double blank combination to fully attack the W. Probably have too many Spurs and Man City to bench them in the blank. Wildcard thirty-three could be more effective now.
1: Yeah, it could be actually. I mean, I haven't, this is something I haven't ruled out. I think I'm likely to wildcard in thirty-one, but I I, I, I do think that you know there, there is a possible there is a possible argument for that. I think for me, what I will do is I will see how this game week pans out in terms of how my eleven perform. Yeah. If they're looking good, if they're looking in form, etc., and um, make a decision after that. I always find it helps to see the lineup as well for the yeah, for the, for the following enough. game week. Um, yeah, so I think I think I, th- I think it's po- it's a possibility. That said, I think it's easy enough to set up to to, to wildcard in 31 benefit from some of the good fixtures coming up and then have a plan around spurs so what you could do so i'm just looking at spurs fixtures right now so who have they got so they've got um yeah so they've got so you're going to want them up until game week 32 but it, and, and then actually after in game with 34 they've got sheffield united haven't they so yeah it's um you get, and then leads, so you get you get you're gonna want to keep them, particularly as them being out of the Europa League as well. So I, I think I I think if you um, if you do while and this is one of the reasons I'm thinking about not having not having um, Salah and who's he got in? I'm gonna check who Liverpool have got in. Yes, they've got they got new you're right, got Newcastle in 33, which is uh, quite quite an appealing one. But I think if you're gonna keep Kane and Son it will be hard to do them by having maybe four heavy hitters (laughs) and and, and actually having a, because you're going to want to use your bench players then potentially in game week 33. So I'm
0: going to hark back to what we talked about for the first, the first hour to this question. Yeah. Double game week 33. uh, Sorry, blank game week 33. To me, it, it doesn't matter what, I mean, Why would you not wildcard in 31 and jump on the teams that have got fantastic fixtures in 31 and 32? You've got a massive advantage, or you 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 should have a massive advantage over players without a wildcard. You could gain a really good lead, even again, if you get this, like, again, it's choosing your battles, right? Why are we trying to maximise blank game week 33? All the the best players, I say all the best players, Man City and Spurs and a couple of other teams... Haven't got a game. It's fine as long as you got Salah. You know, as long as you got a, a good a good captain options. Take a grey mm. arrow. Take a small green. Take a small red. Move on. I just don't understand because because if you're wild card and then in 34 you're only giving your whole team five weeks to pay back that wild card, whereas in 31 you're giving it you're giving it eight weeks, like like a quarter of the season almost to really get the maximum value out of your wild yeah. card and that's that's just my my my
1: view on it i mean um the the only thing i would say and the one the other thing that i am haven't ruled out is actually wild card in game week 32 and the only and this depends on how my team how things go this week because you look at the some of the game week 31 fixtures so spurs have got man united the reality is you would have two spurs in your um in your wild card you've got wolves have got fulham i'm not sure that's a good i i've i'm not sure on that for wolves that's to be funny. honest i i think fulham it, the more on it is that fulham will target that as a game to win and i think that could that could potentially be a trap you could have already with your moves you could double up on chelsea defense so you're not going to be too worried there west ham have got leicester Is that I'm not sure that's a great fixture. And the other benefit of potentially waiting a week, just playing devil's advocate because I'm No, no, it's good stuff. The the other reason for potentially waiting a week is Madison's back, isn't he? So what could that do to the Leicester starting lineup? Agree with that. Does any actually drop out? He probably won't, but it's worth worth, you know, then you can you've got that extra week's information to jump on them for the West Brom game. You've got I'm just looking at the looking at the other fixtures. Okay, Leeds have got city but as we said with city that's the um you know i think they'll rotate in that game so are you going to really want to go go big up big on city liverpool have got villa villa have been very good defensively on the whole particularly away from home i don't see liverpool putting you know three or four plus past, past villa uh, in that game okay. I so know. i think that for me there could be an yeah. argument to wait into 32 i think now i've just talked through it I think if I I probably want wild card in 33. It will either be 31 or 32. But I could see the benefit of waiting that extra week. Um, but it, but a lot will depend on how this game week goes because yeah. I think with, with internationals as well, you'll get a few, couple of players come back with injuries. You know, we might see a slight increase in COVID or some other things, particularly where people have gone away for their country. So I think there's there's quite a few factors to. To, to bear in mind before making the decision. But I think your, your points are completely valid about um, about you, you shouldn't let that one game week focus impact your overall strategy. You're going to
0: have, you know, eight or nine really good players. You get a free transfer as well to get to 10. Spurs playing, you know, Spurs have got the double in 32. They've also got really good games in 34 or 35. I just wouldn't overthink it. You know, I just think, again, that's, that's a really good example of choosing your battle on the, you know, on that game week um, and the final question we had from fpl dj uh, how much should i take top teams euro games into account arsenal chelsea man city uh, liverpool all have great fixtures but how much will euro games take out of them and affect rotation for me to steer clear I want to play a wild card next week really really good point you know it's re- <laughs> it's really hard to say um what what are your thoughts adam I you think,
1: yeah put yourself in so if you i think it's different for each um, team, if you put yourself in Pep's shoes, he trusts his squad. Yeah. I think at the moment, so I think there will be a lot of the games that they've got coming up. I don't think the Leicester game; I think they'll go fairly strong v Leicester. But if I look at some of the games after that, he will probably trust some of the fringe. Not to say it's not really fringe players, is it? But he will. He, I think he, he he will probably prioritize the Dortmund games. Yeah. In terms of de bruyne maybe gundawan and some of the you know the 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 um the so-called first team players i think then um if we look at arsenal i think for me they prioritize the europa league Yeah, that's the only they're not gonna fit i don't think they'll finish in the top four i think most people they're too they're too far behind i th- so I think the only what they've got to prioritise the Europa League, and surely that'll be the message internally. And I think that impacts um, both their starting eleven, which will have a knock-on effect to their their defence, etc. And then which which attackers you go for? Do you go for Lacazette? Do you go? I think there could be an argument for having Lacazette if you've got a strong squad, maybe because because he, he I think he's looked when he's played through the middle, no, he's looked well. fairly. He's, yeah, exactly. I think Aubameyang's too much if he's going to be rotated is far too much
0: right.
1: and I mean someone like Saka fine but you know it, it might be have to say Saka and Rafinha knowing that if Saka doesn't play you've got Rafinha coming in or or fine so I, I think you've just got to look at each of the teams individually and um I think that every team will be in a a very different situation in terms of what they've got to play for and what their mindset is. I don't believe, I think there is a such thing as teams being on the beach and, but I don't think it's always a case of just because you're fighting relegation that you're going to always see that team improve. I think it depends on, you know, after some, there are examples where teams are fighting relegation where a lot of the players want the manager to be sacked. So yeah. I think stuff like that can impact and, it will be interesting i think um i think chelsea you'd expect i think they'll have a balanced approach between the the top four and champions league um so it's um liverpool's quite a hard one to call as well particularly with the injuries they've had so again you might see a bit of a, a managed minutes but i think the two where you'll see the rotation are man city and arsenal because the other, surely from city the champions league's a priority and surely for Arsenal, the Europa League's a priority. I think for everyone else, it's a little bit, for Chelsea and Liverpool, it's a little bit difficult to, um, to confirm, I think.
0: Can't I with Adam? Really good um, analysis there, um, as usual. Um, oh, do you know, I haven't got our I I haven't got our bloody tea. Hang on, hang on. No, I have got our teams on screen. I don't even know our teams on screen then for a minute. Okay, uh, Adam, I've now got your team on screen. Uh, do you want to run us through your team and your plans for game week? Yeah, 20, uh, I've got.
1: So I've got Meslier in goal. Um, I've got Cancelo and Diaz with Sh- and Shaw at the back. Uh, Salah, Lingard, Fernandez, Rafina, and then Watkins, Kane, and Bamford. And there bench benches, Martinez, Trossard, Sue and Dunk. I've decided I'm starting Meslier. I think actually this is where the clash of the correspondence was quite good for, true, for, that I did. Because I decided at that point I was going to start Meslier over Martinez. Because I think the thought process there again is Fulham need to win. Yeah. They're at the stage now and I think they're more likely to score than a Sheffield United who have got a number of players injured and you know with wilder leaving they've got very little motivation so i, I think I'll I'll, I'll I'll stick with the lead keeper um i've then got so i'm, I'm happy with sure i will start either cancello or diaz i don't know which one yet uh i think maybe cancello for the upside i don't know uh, which one would you start out of those two
0: I've only got one, and I'm not starting either. But if I was to start one, I probably, you know, I probably go Cancelo only because I think that Leicester may may score, and yeah, um, agreed, and, and then agreed. I think if Diaz has got more chance of starting, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him on. So if Cancelo is rested, you get whoever off your bench then anyway. If that you know, if that makes yeah, sense, yeah,
1: um, yeah. So I think so that's all score. Well, that that's yeah exactly well i don't know actually i don't know because i think i think city might try and control the game and um and make it difficult and i think leicester have been better on the whole like, away from home yeah um so yeah i think i'll start Cancelo. so i've got that decision to make my transfer is going to be sufau or dunk out to aspa or alonso it's it's that you know i haven't decided yet which one to, which one to go for um asper might be the better one to go for for me and the reason i'm thinking this if, if i've just you know thrashed out the possibility of waiting an extra week to wild card i think if i'm even considering that 10 or 15 percent, lakweta is more nailed i agree with that yeah. and i quite like him anyway as a player i don't think i think he's one of those players that even though he doesn't look as good as Alonso from an attacking perspective, he does do well, quite well points wise. He still has an element of attacking threat. And, um, I, I just, I just like him as a player. He's great on bonus as well. Um, so I'll, I'll be going for one of those. I don't know which one yet. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll leave it to probably Friday to, to make the decision whether we go Aspileta or Liquetta or, um, Alonso um fairly happy other than that I think Watkins I was I, I would have, I was considering taking Watkins out of benching him but with Grealish back no chance um mm. so yeah I'm, I'm actually fairly happy with my team I'm quite I've got you know I, I would have preferred someone like Luca Dean maybe at, at um playing this week but i can't i can't moan about having a city defender too too no. too, too much so um yeah i'm fa- i'm fairly ple fairly pleased what would what would you do if you were, you had my team
0: i just thinking now, i yeah um you know, i think you've got a really nice team i'd definitely do something with the, the city defense because i'm in a different position because i haven't got bamford so um yeah if if i was you i'd do the same thing i think i would just go to Aspie. um because yeah if you look at so if you look at my team. So I've got Martinez and got the moment as it stands of a Diaz uh, Dallas, I'm quite happy actually holding home against Jeff United, uh, Shaw and Dina uh, Bruno, Son and Rafinha Kane, Antonio and Watkins and at the moment on my bench I've got uh, Gundogan at the moment on my bench, I'm not sure if he'll stay there um, Dunk and uh, Trossard. So my, my immediate thought um, was to go Watkins or Antonio to Bamford um, because I do think you know Sheffield United just haven't looked good and um, Bamford you know is probably a really good option um, other ones may you know you know, in terms of, of one week punts of what we were talking about earlier you know there's um, Werner Havertz Mount the um, Chelsea players so they'd be the ones I would be considering for a one week pun but I look at my team I'm just like I say I'm over the moon with it to be honest because nearly every player has got a plum fixture so um i'm quite happy um or oh, is it lagging or is it okay now
1: yeah yeah i think we're okay it's now okay
0: now well oh, apologies guys i'm gonna have had an internet issue for a second then hopefully i
1: think yeah i I'll think, think you look yourself yeah your team's looking good i'd definitely start gun one um if i if i had them i don't think there's any reason not to um but yeah, if- actually,
0: and like I say, I'm definitely in next week because I want to try and get ahead of the curve on some players when everyone is bringing them in um, the week after or the week after that. OK, finally, we move on to uh, game week 30 captaincies. So we put Paul O'Toole on Fantasy Football Hub. Uh, we put uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is playing Crystal Palace. We put Harry Kane playing Newcastle. Bruno Fernandez playing Brighton and Bamford against Sheffield United calvert Louis got seven percent of the vote. Harry Kane got sixty percent of the vote. Bruno Fernandez got eighteen point six, and Bamford got fourteen point four. Adam, who is the best captain for game week thirty?
1: I think if you're looking at fixture, I think Leeds have got the best fixture. Sheffield United yeah. at home doesn't get much better than that. I think the only thing that, and I think they conceded eight big chances away at um, Leicester. I think Bamford's pretty good at getting big chances. Rafinha's good at creating them. They've both had a break over the international period. The only thing that puts me off is the terrible pitch. It's you know. So I think that's you know that that they they are good options. I think Kane will be you know he's been very consistent. I think yeah he's a he's a fine option and I think a lot will go that way. But I don't think there's much in it between Kane and Bruno personally, and. I, I, could be tempted by Bruno. That's that. Really? I'm, I'm, yeah, I just don't think there's. I just don't think there's much in it. I don't think. Yeah, Brighton have been, have, have, have been okay, but, um, I, I think it's quite close between those two. I mean, they're they're probably the two players I trust the most, and I think both will do okay this weekend. Um, at the moment, I'm on Kane though, so. Uh, which I will probably stick with, but I think Bruno, you know, he's he's just so consistent, isn't he? That's the... And um, I think Brighton defensively have been better at home than they have away. And, um, you know, United seem to do okay against Brighton in the last three or four matches. They've done quite well against them. Um, so, yeah... I, I I think it from yeah I'm, I'm 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 close between Bruno and Kane at the moment um, and I don't know which way it'll go
0: okay um what do you reckon I've got FOMO so I'm going Kane no I'm not no <laughs> um, <laughs> that was easy. uh so okay so um I think I'm going Kane um just the reason I'm going Kane is um I think that uh Kane is the best option really? I, I haven't really got um, much, much more to say. I do think you know Bruno is deep notch. I just, I just think it's one of those for me where um, Kane against Newcastle. Newcastle, awful. Kane on form. Um, mm. I just, I just, I, I'm struggling to look past them. Um, a couple of other uh, shouts that we had were for Rafinha. You know, I, I think yeah, there's, I there's, you know, potential. Um, you know, uh, really good. Um upside on Rafinha against Sheffield United. Um uh, Aspilaqueta is probably um a decent one, maybe as well. I would say, you know, if you are bringing in Aspilaqueta, I'd I'd say clean sheet against West Brom is pretty much banged. He's pretty good um on bonus as well. And uh, you know, he's always got you know a potential uh, attacking Attack and return in him, in him as well. I think the, uh, I think the chat's a couple of minutes behind. It's all same with now. hilarious. I did that I did that. A of, I did was that was Fergie minutes.
1: miming? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Um, to be fair, just on because I mentioned the pitch. FPL Peeny, he he's, he's brilliant in terms of leads. He knows the lead stuff, say. don't he? Yeah. He's saying the pitch is pitch is good now, so we'll have to, we'll have to wait, we'll have to wait and see on that one. I think if it is, I think lead. <laughs> I think Bam- Bamford, particularly with the with the England snub, could be a great shot I, this week. I agree.
0: I and, agree, uh, and and you know what? If I was chasing, if I was chasing a mini league, these are one of the things where I may I may go for Bamford. I actually think Kane is the best option, which is why I'm going for Kane. If I was chasing, nothing wrong with Bamford. I well, let me I let it. me
1: ask you a different question. Go on. Then. <laughs> and th- this is the, the, you know if one of the games was to to let's say they were going was going to finish 4-0 would you think it would be more likely Leeds beat Sheffield United 4-0 or Newcastle lose 4-0 i
0: i can't remember the last time Leeds scored i know they scored two, uh, sorry not not, not scored yeah. i know they scored two against Fulham, but before that i'm sure they didn't score for two or three games um so i th- i think uh, you know, I may be wrong. It's all for memory, but I think Leeds have only scored two goals in the last three games. Um, and you know, once once Spurs get on a roll, Son should be back. Bale may be in the team. I actually think it would be Spurs personally.
1: See, I I think I think I'd go for. Um, I, I I don't. Newcastle don't often get thrashed at home. They're not very good, but they don't often get a, a big beating at home. Whereas Sheffield United. I mean, they're, 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 they've had a few beats. I think the last couple of matches, they've, they've lost 3-0 West Ham. 5-0. 5-0. Uh, they, they've got... They're down. There's not really any motivation there. I think they've got... I'd, I'd be interested to in see what, what um, centre-backs they've got available now. But, yeah, I'm... Um, you know what? You might be talking me into that now, Adam.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm just, just the, it,
1: I what I can see with that Newcastle game, Newcastle desperately need points. And it—I mean—a lot depends on Son and whether he's fit. And I—I I, I haven't, you know, looked at all of the team news yet. There might they might have been—he might have been in training. For I, I, do you know anything on Son at all? Uh,
0: Saw so in uh, in in Ben Dinnery's, uh hub article earlier. Just said um, he, he is expected to be back for the Newcastle game. That's all I've seen.
1: Okay, so um, it's yeah. I I just I I I, I um. I do like leads for this game, um, and I think the only thing that's putting me off is that there's been a couple of times where I've banked on lead this season. It hasn't it hasn't quite is worked it? out. Or a couple of times that I've done not, it. At it, and it's um, and it's making me think. Well, that hasn't as it worked out. Am I better off just going going for Kane? But. I think this fixture. The, the two things are: Rafina looks brilliant at the moment. He's one of the best players in the league on form for me. I don't. I don't, I
0: don't think his. I don't think his points reflect it. I think. I think. No, no, no.
1: But, but he's just. He's actually. He's just so involved. Yeah, he is. And I think. I think Bamford had a knock, didn't he? And he soldiered through that um, Fulham game, but you could see he was quite hungry and motivated. You know, he's, he, he. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Leeds. I can I can see a, I can see a comfortable win for Leeds, so okay. that could be. I, th- I think the, the Spurs one. It depends on Son if, it, if 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 he's playing, and Mourinho could be happy with a one 0 Or uh, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm not sure. I think there's a bigger score line for. A potential scoreline for Leeds than there is for Newcastle. You
0: may have taught me wrong there Adam, that's definitely going to be oh. one which is going to be playing on my mind now for the rest of the week, uh, yeah and, and and thanks for pointing out uh, Stefan uh, L, why do you have a Vardy pick when he's not even in the top four captains, that's a really really good point of a mishap other. and Stefan then also says I'm putting triple captain on Rudiger this week, wish me luck um, yeah uh, Sanjay looks like he fancies uh, Leeds. He's all over Leeds. Uh, Mitesh Patel says Luke Shaw. Uh, Sanjay also asks about Brighton. Um, yeah, lot, uh, quite well. It's quite, quite split on the chat, actually. I'd have thought it would have been a lot more, you know, Kane, 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 but it's very split on the chat.
1: I think if you want a fun punt for a week, Alonso's a good one.
0: I think he is, but... It's oh, just
1: if he gets benched, there is still that possi- is. theres still that possibility. Every everyone, um, I think, logic to me is that he will play because I think, particularly, you think West Brom set pieces have a have, you know have an extra six footer thrown thrown in there to defend them, and he's he's not been on international duty, but you just uh, I, th- I think maybe for the captaincy, it's a little bit of a risk. He could get a one pointer, so yeah I, I think he's, he's worth he's, he's worth considering but I think I'd probably go Bamford or Rafinha over over the Chelsea defenders
0: okay so the four the four and over then uh so are we go got on. Calvert-Lewin Kane Bruno and Bamford who is your order for those four
1: um okay I am going to go Bamford number one mm. um and then everyone will go well I'm, and i and I may not captain him but the, for the purposes of this I'm gonna go Bamford number one um Bruno number two and then C- Kane and, Kane and then Calvert-Lewin last okay I what, think what I'll, do you reckon I just
0: think I'll go Bamford Kane Bruno and Calvert-Lewin but I'm not I'm not sure on Bamford captain there's definitely won, but you've definitely you know you and the guys in the chat have definitely uh shown me the merits the, FPL he's made a good point um, Yorkshire Derby or Sheffield United they will be up for it you know there's that to consider as well um,
1: I think I think yeah I, I think one of the things Black Box did a really good job on this and in terms of breaking it down but it's looking at um, where the halls come you know so where the 10 plus uh, point, point score and it's something that we, we, we've mentioned but not not necessarily gone into the granular detail but I think halls typically come where against the crappiest teams in uh and um, and and, and it, i think they broke it they we're breaking it down i think sheffield united um is is particularly a is is then uh, playing sheffield united at home rather is um is a better fixture for me than newcastle at home i'm sorry New, newcastle away even and i just i just think i'm not i don't like newcastle at all but i just think They don't get many beatings at home.
0: We just put both um, Sanjay and Zugi in the chat. Have both said Newcastle will park the bus. Yeah, I think it's hard.
1: Yeah, I I think Brighton will have a go at United. Yeah. And I think they could play into United's hands. And that's where Fernandez could do well. Um, I think that could be a re- I think that could be a re- really good game, actually. You know, I think both both teams could go for it, and because I, I just I just don't see Brighton going there and just accepting a point. Um, so I think they could, and United have done well against Brighton of, of late. Like, I think the game at the start of the season actually was quite interesting because both teams. I think Brighton actually could have scored a lot more, but there was a lot of space in that game for um, you know, particularly in the in the wide areas. So. Yeah, I'd, it, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I uh, will, I will spend um, the deadline. Deadline Saturday, isn't yeah, it? So I will reflect
0: on Friday before uh, making the decision. James Richardson says, "How about an anti-FOMO Alonso captain versus West Prom? You know what? If he you think he's gonna play." I think I think he uses a hell of a captain shout. You just don't know. You do really want to risk a one point when there's more obvious options. That and that was my kind of reasoning in my hub article this week about not bringing Alonso in. It just seemed a bit of a waste of a transfer when you can bring in, for example, Aspilicueta, who you know is going to play and is you know is very likely to keep a clean sheet. Or you know, you know, in my case it was Bamford, or maybe you know a bit more of a, a fun midfield punt, maybe a Chelsea mid or or maybe Werner or you know someone like that. But. Um,
1: I think a few people have mentioned Rhys James in the chats. So I think somebody even put about um, Hudson Odoi being injured. So yeah, he could he could yeah, be a really you know he yeah. could be a really good shout. But then they may save him for the uh, Champions League time, are not they? So it's if if Hudson Odoi is injured. So I just think yeah, there there are going to be a few unknowns. And What I also find after the international break as well, this is always a couple of benches that you wouldn't have predicted before That's fair point, yeah. or a few players missing so I think I think a lot of people have got strong enough benches to cope with that I also- who knows I might I might actually get some bench I, no, I would love nothing more to get a haul from an auto oh, yeah. sub this week I've not I, I, I keep saying going on about it but I've, I, I've not had. I, I think I've got 13 auto sub points all season how you can't like you can't. So I would love nothing more than to get a haul as an auto sub this week. That'd be my top wish for the week.
0: Final word in the chat on captaincy, Mister Brown. What about Dallas? Guaranteed clean sheet, and if he returns, we'll get a twelve to fifteen pointage. You know, I've got Dallas, and uh, oof, that's not that's not a bad shout either. There, um, the hub prediction tool um, predicts Harry Kane uh, up the top, uh, Bruno Fernandez second, Mo Salah. Third, uh, Mason Mount, fourth. And really? Spillacueta, okay. fifth. So that is the top five as predicted uh, by the um, Hub Point Predictor.
1: I'm surprised by Mason Mount in there. I am as well. It's, it's, like, so it's so high. I'm not surprised. I don't think he's a bad pick. Yeah. but
0: it's Predicted to have uh, 5.4 points. Um, if you want to use the predictor yourself, go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and click on the Predictions tab. Finally, it is... Competition time! I feel like we've been saying finally for the past the past four sections we've uh, I think we're going to break records again, Adam, for the for the longest one. But it doesn't matter. Uh, competition time for our YouTube viewers. So every week, all our YouTube watchers have a chance to win a Fantasy Football Hub mug. One of these. They are fantastic uh, quality. Uh, we are selling these too, along with other Hub merchandise in association with that FPL merch. The link in the description below. We're currently running twenty percent off Hub discount using coupon code FF 20 so last week we ran a competition and we actually said uh, guess the average FPL score and as it worked out the top 10 here average was actually quite high but the overall average was only 25 now I went through the chat earlier I went through all the chat both on the live chat that we had um, on the last one and in the comments after I couldn't see one person guess 25 there was a few for 24 a few for 26 all around it, but I couldn't see anyone. So, if anyone can prove to me they put 25 in the chat, please feel free to send me a screenshot. But in the meantime, um, David McCann uh chose 26, uh, which is just out, he was kind of the next one out. So, David McCann, um, you have won yourself a Fantasy Football Hub mug. If you drop me a DM, we'll get that sent out for you. Um, so it's competition this week and a chance to win one of these mugs. Please like the stream, subscribe if you haven't already. And then comment on who you think will be the top fpl point scorer in game week 30 it is limited to one entry each if there is a tie we will do a random draw for the winner adam who is your pick this week
1: oh i know who i'm going for for this week i've not mentioned the whole part i'll give wow. you a clue he's the best player in the league oh. he's returning from a little bit of a break oh. and i think given how England are done with that, I mean, might have a little bit of a point to prove, particularly with how well Mount and other players have done. So I will be going for super Jack Grealish. Oh, and uh, and
0: I, can't, I can't believe I mentioned him all pod.
1: I know, I, I, but I think it's just the fixtures after aren't great. So I thought it, maybe it's the last time I'll ever get to mention him this season. So that's, that's where I'm going to go.
0: For I'm gonna go for feast or famine, uh, Marcus Alonso. He's either yeah, gonna get crazy. a 15 pointer or a big fat zero, but I am gonna go for him. Yeah, no, very good shot. Uh, please, please feel free to put in the chat, um, all those who you think are gonna be the top point scorers all the week. Uh, top of the at FFH underscore green arrow mini league in 10th place, James Jurevekic, 9th uh, place, Marco Lukic, 8th place, Michael Helen, 7th, Matt Graham. Sixth, Vigard Nuts and Fifth, Victor Sandberg. Fourth, Douglas Wong. Uh, third, Daniel Haynes. Second, El Kamali. And still top uh, Luca Bubnich, who had a bit of a nightmare week actually, only scored 38 points uh, in 72nd overall in FPL. Very well done to everyone on that list and well done to Luca. Uh, make sure you join our FPL podcast mini league there will be a prize for first place including a guest appearance on our first pre-season podcast of next season the mini league code is lv24zg i've uh, just put that now in the chat if anyone wants to copy it or our youtube watchers can join using the auto join link in the description below that is a wrap from us really really enjoyed um the pod this evening i really enjoyed that you know that uh, strategic chat maybe we'll have to do you know a few more of those i think i think because the last kind of five or six game weeks have been dominated haven't they by you know doubles and blanks or whatever else it's what we've been kind of yeah talking about. but yeah we'll have to have a, a you know a, f- a few more strategic chats if anyone in the chat you know or if anyone listening um or you know or kind of watching this back on youtube has has any um topics that they would like adam and i to discuss in coming weeks next week is wildcard week so you can you, know, you can wipe that one but after that if anyone wants us to do any more strategic pods please please feel free to give us some you know some ideas and we will gladly jump on um many thanks as usual to all our loyal watchers and listeners for all their great questions and comments apologies that the stream uh, didn't quite um, work out for a minute or two in the middle My internet died for a second while I look a bit apologies for that all um, And thank you so much for all your great questions and comments. We really, really, really appreciate your support and interaction.